Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, we're talking about chapter 16 today. It's called From the Heart. You start the chapter with, throughout this book, I have tried to clearly show that the decisions we make and the actions we take form the roots of our lives. These decisions and actions are based either on the seven things love is or the eight things love is not. The fruit of these actions and decisions produces a life of fruitfulness or fruitlessness. While these statements are true, they are not the whole truth. So if it's not the whole truth, Kenny, what is the whole truth? So this is like the most important chapter in the book, I think. Um, it was the hardest to write. It's short. And even in this podcast, there's not a, a ton of content. But what we're talking about is what I'm going to try to explain, and hopefully I can do a decent job of it, is the most important part. Because the, the way I wrote the book, the way I tried to write the book was backwards. In other words, I tried to help, my, I was trying to help people see what they could, see, I mean, understand what they could see. And that was, you know, when I do these things, this is what happens. And these are the choices and the decisions I make every day. And I, so I was trying to use the, re, the undeniable reality of how life works, reveal that, and then funnel down to why it works that way. Like, what's the source of all of this? So, I mean, in the whole book, I could, I could just tell you, I could just tell someone, you don't have to understand one thing we've said in this whole podcast. You, have, you don't have to have any idea what love is. You don't have to have any idea what fear is. You don't have to have any idea how anything works anywhere, period. If you just put Jesus first, 100% surrender, blindly follow him, Meaning, you, you, good news is we don't have to follow him blindly because he gives us so much truth. But if you just, if we just truly sell out to him, surrender our lives to him wholly and completely, not for what we can get, not for some result, if we just totally surrender, everything I'm trying to explain to people will all take place naturally. It's like you plant the seed, you nourish the seed, and all of this will come from it. And, and, but, that, and so I had learned that in my own life from surrendering to Christ. But then I would say for so long I lived this life of faith, which I, I still live today and I have to live, but with so little understanding, it just, it was so hard sometimes to just take this leap of faith to trust God and, and to, to follow and trust his word when everything that I knew from life experience was so counterintuitive. It's like, it's like God says this, but everything I've ever experienced my whole life says I would be an idiot or a fool if I did this. And everything that the world says would say I'd be would say I would be foolish for doing this. But I learned over time that if I would trust God instead of myself and the world, that it would it would it was it was the right thing to do. And then as I moved on, I started discovering what love is and how it works and all. I started realizing that God's word is so true that the way love works is so real, the way fear works is so real, real, 
all of these seven and eight things that love is and not are so real, so understandable. It was like, I don't know, it was like it was like I had lived so long just by faith, and now the clouds broke open, and then I could see it all. And so now I'm going, how can I help people see this? And the only way I knew to do it was to start where they could see and try to back my way down to it. And, and that's what this chapter is about. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that if we... Well, here, let me give you this example. Um, when this first started coming to me, I started realizing what love was and how it worked in my life. Before, I would not do things because it seemed to me that doing them, everything that I knew, the selfless act or whatever it was, that doing that would only cost me. All right, so I, I would do the selfish thing to preserve myself, not realizing that doing the selfish thing was actually destroying myself. They might have preserved a little bit of pain or I might have got me a little something I wanted up front, but in the end, it was wrecking my life. And so I was learning to trust God's word and to do what he said despite what I believed, and then I was finding this fruitfulness. So then as I move along and I start realizing, so and you get further along and it's like, wow, this is what I start figuring out. It's like, Lord, are you telling me that if I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm truthful, I protect others, I trust, I hope, I persevere, that I'm going to be fruitful? And and it's like, yes, but no. And the no is if, if and this is what I had to realize, if I do these things to be fruitful, it's no longer love. And this is, this is the hard part about trying to communicate this. It, to try to help people understand that 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 God is moved by a pure heart. And because we're created in the image of God, people are actually moved by pure hearts. Now, you, I do things and somebody else does things, and we do them for each other, but there's a sense of manipulation. You know, I'm giving and getting, and you're giving and getting. But that doesn't change hearts. Like, that doesn't, that, that stays up on some surface level. It doesn't just, like, plunge into the depths of our heart and move us to our core. But whenever someone does something expecting absolutely nothing in return, you know it. And that, like, moves you to your core. You know, I talked about this with my neighbor Ted, my atheist neighbor Ted, and what I learned from him and what he learned from me and having to totally surrender and trust God and, and, and then seeing the difference that made, you know, in his life and in my life. And so, so you, my biggest fear, maybe I should say it like this, my biggest fear in writing this book was, you know what, somebody's gonna come along and read this book and they're gonna go, wow, this is how I can be fruitful. Like, I just do these things. I, 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 I have, I create these works in my life. I fight to be patient, kind, truthful, protect others, trust, hope, and persevere. And then I'm gonna have everything I want. And that is probably worse than just being selfish because it's using, it's attempting to use God to get what you want. It's attempting to use love to get what you want. And it's impossible to use love. The reason it's impossible to use love is because the moment you attempt to use it, it's no longer love. Does that make sense? Right. So it becomes so it morphs in your own. It's like it vanishes out of your own hand and and, and it, it no longer exists. So so then. I'm trying to write this book while I walk you in backwards, but I, but I want you to get to this chapter so that you understand, OK, 
That's how it all works, but there's only one way to get there. And the only way to get there is to surrender totally and completely to Christ, like to, to give your life over to him. And then I'm, so from that, you don't need any of this information. My hope is that when you do that, you surrender to him, that you will have encouragement from seeing how love works, that, that you won't have to go completely blind, that you can, you know, and Christ gives us all of this, but I'm just trying to paint a picture where that you can, where you can see, hey, you know what? I can see how that would, that how, 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 why God, want, why he created it this way and why it's the only thing that works. So that gives you encouragement to, to move on and forward and not to abandon your mission of totally surrendering and, and, and serving God and giving your life to him. You talk about it often with, you know, being grafted into the vine and, um, you know, unless, you know, in the book and in the, at the, the very end of the book, if you read it, you know, I changed the illustration from a tree to a branch and so you have a branch with the tree on the branch because the power to live the loving life that's what this comes down to it's like how do I find the power to live the loving life because you'll you'll never have the power to be all of these things you'll fail to be them even with the power but you'll never have the power to live all of these things selflessly purely without Christ so in this chapter, I'm trying to say, okay, I get it. I got to do it for the right reason. But where do I find the power to live this loving life? Yeah, because willpower is not enough, is it? No, it's and not. You, you made the statement, I don't believe it's possible to choose to be the seven things love is and resist the eight things love is not simply through the power of the mind, the willpower. That's uh, going back to that tree illustration in John 15. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. He's talking about being the vine that we're the branch and a branch disconnected from the tree, a branch on the ground has no ability in itself to produce fruit. Is that what you're getting to when you talk about you can't do it through the power of the mind? Right. And that and then what you what, what the next thing I realized was you can do it to an extent. Okay. So you can be all these things and you may trick and fool some people for a little while. So it seems fruitful for a while, but it is so much work. It is so difficult. It's so hard. And, 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 you're, and the only reason you're doing all this work is to have this fruit. And so where it blows up in your face is you did all of this relentless hard work, selfless, you think. You know, I mean, you sacrificed yourself. You sacrificed for the fruit, all right, but you, were, you weren't sacrificed for anybody else. You were sacrificing for yourself. So you're sacrificing, so so, and then inevitably, someone's going to hurt you. Someone's going to come along and take it. And so, since you worked so hard to create it, so that you could have it, when someone takes it, everything turns upside down, and immediately, what comes pouring out of you was really what was stored up in you already—the selfishness—and and and it reveals itself as anger, rudeness, envy, pride, boastfulness. And so we just. You know, it's there's, there's no way to manipulate this situation. You know, it's it only it can only be created from this pure heart, and none of us have a pure heart. But it's like, Lord, please give me a pure heart. Lord, I don't how do how do I do this? And so, what I found myself going was, okay, I, I I'm seeing some of this now. I'm understanding it. So I want to be fruitful. 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, okay? Um, I want to live a loving life, but now, like I used to believe that selfishness got me what I wanted. Now I believe that love gets me what I want. So now that I know it, I can't unknow it. It's like now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. So, Lord, how do I check my own heart? How, how do I know that I'm not doing these things just so that I will be fruitful, even though I'm kind of, you know, I think I'm being pure in my intentions, but how do I really know? And sometimes you really know whenever it's going to immediately cost you. And, and I would say the, the times it's easiest to know is whenever it's going to cost you something right now and you're virtually certain you'll never get anything in return. That's the best chance to just go ahead and say, okay, this is an opportunity. I know I can have nothing to gain. It's only going to cost me. What am I going to do? And if I'm not going to do it, I, I need to check myself a little more. But a lot of times we're called to do selfless things knowing that, hey, this might benefit me later. So I was, so I'm like, Lord, I want the pure heart. How do I, <laughs> so how do I not help this guy when I know almost certainly helping this guy is going to help me later, right? But I think it's so important, you know, Reggie, that, that, we, that we keep the pure heart. And so I, so I would do this. I would literally, I would just come to the place where I'd say, Lord, okay, I believe this is the right thing to do. I'm going to do it. And I really don't, I, like, I don't care if it gains me anything or not. And I, and I don't even want to think about what it may benefit me later. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. So let me give you an example. So recently I got a call from an acquaintance. And, and they were going to, they're, they're doing something that I have once done. And I got, I don't know, I spent, I got 10 plus years in it. I, um, it's not business. Um, I, I got countless hours studying it. I got thousands of dollars, trial and error, mistakes. I've learned I've learned some really valuable lessons. Um, things that there's there's only one way to learn them. It really is to go through them unless you happen to know somebody who's been through it, and they're willing to tell you the truth. Um, you know, and I, I'm like nobody else has got it, and I think. My heart's pure, and I think, you know, I know, I know it's not <laughs> pure, but I think, you know, I think, I think I'm doing a better job and all this stuff, but this guy asked me about something, and then he's asking detailed questions, and, and this is where the first place I go is like, I don't know. Like, why would I share all this with you? You know? I mean, do you have any idea what it costs me to get the information that you're asking me for? It's simple information. It's free. But, and if you have this information, you could probably do what I did and better than I did it. I don't know if I want that either. I don't, there's all kinds of stuff here I'm not sure if I want, right? And so he wants to have a meeting. And I'm like, Tammy, you know, this guy wants to have a meeting. And guess what he wants to know, you know? And, um, and, so, and, and the, within me is this envy um, this pride of what I accomplished or whatever, all these different things. And, and I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't even wonder if I would get bad advice. 
knowingly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, like I'm not not for long, but it did cross my mind. Okay, so so it's like, what the heck is wrong with me? So this is just a real life conflict. I was trying to think of what what's a real life thing I could share with someone that would help them to see because it's not it's not so much like what I want to do, but it's what I know is right, and I've learned enough now that I do want to do it more. So I'm like, Lord, what's wrong with me? And, and it's, this isn't like you know, this isn't like some trade secret that. You know, it's not, it's not like something, I mean, there are some things that, you know, it would be very selfish of people to ask and it might be foolish of you to share. I don't know, but, but this was certainly not one of them. And so I had to sit down and just say, you know, Lord, why do I feel this way? Why would I withhold any information at all? Why wouldn't I give him the best of everything I know and then offer to walk him through it if need be? And I'm like, I don't really know why, but I don't want to. And it was a little bit of a wrestling match. And then I finally had to come play. So, you know what, Lord, I, I'm sorry. You know, I repent and I choose love. And I'm just going to. And so I made up my mind not just to share and answer questions, but that, that I would offer everything I possibly had to offer and the best I could possibly offer it and answer questions that they didn't even know to ask and, and just offer up everything, you know, and, and everything. And, and I, you know, I expect absolutely nothing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, Lord, just help me make a difference and, and actually hope and pray that they do something bigger and better than I could have ever done. And, and it's hard to do that, but man, I'm so glad I did. Right. And that's what you think. Oh, man, you know, that's going to cost me so much. No, what's going to cost you so much is withholding love from other people and the difference in you. make. And, and this has already struck up a bit of a relationship. It's already like produced fruit that I never saw coming, you know, and I can't say that because it would reveal who I was talking about. But but it, it like. Already things have happened that wouldn't have never happened and it opened the door and, and that I never saw coming, that I never expected. But if it does or it doesn't or any of that, man, something about that makes me more whole. That's all I can tell you. I don't, I don't, so I, I don't know how exactly how to tell you to live a loving life. I've done the best I could throughout the podcast and throughout the book of revealing the things I've learned, except to say nothing we talked about even matters or will never work on its own. It's not a formula. It's not a tactic. It's nothing you can manipulate at all. It's just, it's just a picture or a glimpse of how love really works when you get love right. And the only way I know to get love right is to totally, completely surrender your life to Christ. And that's like... That's that's not just once. It's all day long, every day. It's uh, you know, it's permanently under construction. What I often say, you know, it's just like you know, it's it's it, it, over and over and over again. But that's why we call the book the right fight, man. You know, that's the fight you need to be in. It's the only fight worth fighting, and it's the only thing that um, that slowly fills you up instead of slowly emptying you out.
On page 142, you give this progression that what's in the heart will determine your roots, and then your roots will determine your fruit. So it's a progression of the sources of what produces what. And Scripture repeatedly talks about the heart being the essence of who you are, um, not, not the physical heart, but just who you really are. Jesus gave a teaching where he said, what you do, what you say, think, your attitudes is from the heart. People were wondering, where did this come from? And he said, I'll tell you exactly where it came from. It came from your heart. As one person says, it's what you do is not an exception to who you are. It is a reflection of who you are. And I think in your story that you just shared, you, you can't, we can't deny that we're feeling certain things, but we should be aware of them. And when we become aware of them, it should drive us to the source, the heart. And uh, I think the author of Proverbs says, guard the heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. But if we can drive towards the heart, be aware of that, then we can invite God to come in and do work. And I think when you say, you know, there's a surrender, it's just saying, I can't. And I mean, I'm like you. Many times I think things and uh, act in certain ways that, I don't like, and I really, I really don't. I almost hate it, but I can't deny that it's there. But the next response is just God help. I think that some of the most, the deepest prayers that I've ever prayed was God help. And hopefully when the, well, not hopefully, but as you said in this progression, as the heart is healing and becomes whole, it will eventually make its way out through the fruits That's right. of our lives. I, I think it's very revealing and solid information. Yeah, and as it as it makes its way out, a whole new form of hope rises within you, you know, because until it does, it's like, okay, I'm trusting, I'm surrendering, but nothing's changing. But then once it surfaces, and it takes a while, you know, then a whole new rope, hope begins to rise within you and a, a new boldness and, and a new confidence to just say, I used to feel this, and it was such a fight to not do what I felt. Where now I feel this, and it's like a major red flag, and I don't—I don't, I really don't even want to do it. Like that, this, that this selfish core or whatever this in me is still—is still there. It still reminds me of everything, but it's like I don't like—I despise that. And so it is—it is—it it becomes so much easier to deny yourself whenever you realize that this—that self within you is your enemy. And is is there is, is is fighting to wreck you and to hurt the people around you, and so so that's yeah. As you press on, it does get a little easier, but it never gets easy. It's forever a fight, and um, yeah, you, you nailed it. And it all created me a pure heart of God. That's one of my wife's favorite scriptures. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. And if you ask yourself, like oh, I don't sure, I don't know if I have a pure heart, all that stuff. But if you sit down quietly by yourself, you ask the Lord, you know, is this pure and is this true? Um, you're going to know. You know, if you don't, don't do anything until you do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, Kenny, this wraps up another podcast. Until next time, trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, 
Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.